Hi, I'm Amber. I'm a Reiki master and shamanic practitioner. And um, this podcast today is just to explain a little bit more about a body of work um, that's on the website that I'm newly introducing called Clearing Blocks. And it's just to give a bit more information about the work so you can be better informed if this calls to you or not. So what I've seen over the last few years in private practice is that often people come for healing after having experienced a period of prolonged, shall we say, negativity in their life or a period of prolonged bad luck, for want of a better phrase. And what this means is is that certain things just seem completely elusive. Certain certain things are happening that just seem so out of the blue, you know. And it would be it will be a, a series of events, whether it's a series of events around career or home or family or or um, romantic relationships or, or all of them, and they seem so out of character for this person's journey. You know, they may have been following a trajectory in life, things are going really well for them, and then suddenly they hit this this run of bad luck and it's not something that you can that you can shake off quite easily and and all the the usual methods perhaps of changing your inner world changing your vibration thinking positively you know joining that yoga class all those things just aren't working and over a period of time if we keep experiencing quite um negative events in our life and they it can have quite a detrimental effect on us because it means that we lose our faith in ourselves and in the world and in others and so we're often left in a cycle of self self-perpetuating behavior where now we're entering into relationships believing that they're doomed to fail because we've had five that have failed beforehand or we're going for job interviews believing that we're doomed to not get this job because the last five jobs that we had we were sacked or dismissed or the company went bust or you know there's been a series of rather random events that make us feel as if the universe is no longer on our side and that somehow whatever we do we're just not going to succeed at it. Now, there can be many, many reasons for this, um, from our core wounds to uh, thought patterns that we have to just, you know, the, just our way of thinking or the choices that we may be making in life. But what I've come to observe over the years is that sometimes these situations in life are, in, in a sense, inflicted upon us. And by that, I mean, we have become prey to the energies or thought forms of ourselves or others that are less than useful for us. Now, in shamanism, but actually in all forms of energy work, the belief is that everything is energy. So the universe, we, animals, plants, water, everything is made up of energy. Everything has a frequency to it. In shamanism, you would say everything has a spirit to it. But really, what we're really saying is that everything is alive. And that's our truism. Everything is alive. So from the water that we drink to the chairs that we sit on to the floor that we walk on, everything has a, an, an energy to it, an aliveness to it. And that also applies to uh, our thought forms. Our thought forms have an energy to them. Our thought forms have a spirit to them. And this is why we're often told to think positively or to send positive thoughts to another, especially if they're having a difficult time or or maybe they're ill, so that we can send them positive energy so that they start to feel better. Now, this has been proved scientifically and this has been proved um, over the years in many different ways, is that, you know, in simple experiments, our thoughts affect our lives, our thoughts affect the food we eat, the water we drink, our thoughts affect those around us. 
And therefore our thoughts and our words have an energy and a resonance and an aliveness to them. Now that's great if we're thinking really positive thoughts, you know, and loving thoughts, if we're coming from a space of the heart. So if we're, you know, looking at people and wishing the very best for them and we're, you know, wishing the very best for ourselves, that's a beautiful thing. However, if we're not in that space or if others are not in that space, then that can start to cause problems in our lives. So simple scenarios like jealousy, competitiveness, um, anger, uh, grief sometimes envy all these emotions can create quite negative speak sometimes so we may look at someone and rather than celebrate their success we wish their downfall or we may uh we may we may want to have a relationship with someone but they're not interested in us so we hope that they never find that great love of their life because well if they're not interested in us we don't want them to be happy um, we may hear that someone's had a windfall and won the lottery and, and we, 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 we feel, well, why has that not happened to me? And we wish them ill luck and we wish that they lose all their money or something along those lines. Now, most of the time when we're having these thoughts or these wishes, if we are having them, and I, I don't think that many people have them actually, but, but, you know, sometimes for whatever reasons, um, people can get stuck in this way of thinking. It's often because, um, the person thinking such negative thoughts about another is in an unhappy place themselves and and what's happening is because that thought is so infused with an emotion it has a power to it so wishing someone ill because we are in a really desperate sad place has a power to it there's a potency to the the grief or the sadness one may be in that is wishing grief and sadness upon another the big one is unrequited love and you know, most of our songs, poetry, films, drama, theatre is com is composed is has an, as an underlying theme has unrequited love, and and we can often see in theatre in and storytelling the lengths that people will go to for unrequited love, both positive and not so. Um, but the not so is what I'm focusing on. So again, an obsession with another, an obsession with something can create a negative way of viewing that person. And actually, rather than wishing them love, rather than wishing them happiness, wishing them ill, wishing them unhappiness. All this work comes back to when we're connected to ourselves, when we have a deep spiritual practice, whatever that may be for us, whether it's Buddhism or it's religion or it's shamanism or it's simply just you know, a simple belief that we're all here to be nice to each other and to love each other, then it's rare that we go into these thought spaces because we've learnt, we've trained ourselves, we've lived our lives knowing that the only way to interact in this world is to be in a space of love. And so if another is more successful than us, we, we love them anyway because we all have success open to us and success is relative. Uh, and we love ourselves so much that we don't feel belittled by another. And if we have unrequited love, we, we come to understand that love is love and, you know, we don't love another to receive love in return. We simply love because we simply love. And so it always comes back to love. And, and often when people are having negative speak about others or themselves, it's because there's lack of love in, the, in their lives for themselves predominantly. So those are some examples of how they can be negative thought forms around another. Now these could just be thought forms or these could be verbalized. So it could be as simple as having that thought on a regular basis or having it once really powerfully or, or having it, you know, for days, weeks, months, years, perhaps over one person. 
or it could be verbalizing this, so gossip, backbiting, as they call it, backstabbing, as it's called. Um, you know, all these things have an imagery to them and a resonance. Why is it called backbiting and backstabbing? Because what we're doing is actually something quite detrimental to another person. We're taking their name in vain. We, you know, we're speaking about them in, in a less than loving way. So it could be verbalized or non-verbalized. And this will have an effect on the person being spoken or thought about. And that's because everything is energy. So a thought form is energy. And just like we can send loving thoughts to someone and they might feel us just before we ring them and they'll say, oh, I was just thinking of you. We can also send negative thoughts to someone and they'll feel it. Now, just like the positive thoughts make someone feel really, you know, loved or warm or happy or joyful, the not so positive thoughts are going to create that opposite effect on someone and can sometimes have a really detrimental effect on their life, especially if the person receiving those thoughts and receiving those forms of energy is unaware that this is what's happening or if they're not in their power, perhaps they're weak themselves, perhaps they're ill and perhaps they're you know having a difficult time so their energy field is low their resonance is low then these these sort of these thought forms are more likely to stick on them or around them so to speak and then that makes them susceptible to more um, thought forms like this and then it lowers their frequency and it means that they're more likely now to have that run of bad luck because they're they're operating in life on a really low vibration and as we know what we are what we feel is what we create in the world so if our vibration is low if we're feeling unhappy if we're feeling sad angry or whatever we're going to be experiencing more of that in the world than if we're feeling joyful or loving this is how, therefore, blocks can be created in our lives by others towards us, so we can be the recipients, but we can also create our own blocks just with our own self-speak. So how do you talk to yourself every day? You know, the the words I am, that phrase is really powerful, and we often, as I've said quite a few times before, we often throw away that phrase, you know, we'll say I am exhausted, I am skint, I am, you know, and it will be something quite negative, rather than celebrating the deliciousness of what we could be, you know, I am bountiful, I am magnificent, I am loved, or, you know, whatever it is. And so it's our self-speak that can create blocks in our lives as well. Um, if we say that we're not good enough, or we're not worthy of love, or we always end up with, the, you know, the relationship that doesn't work, or we never have enough of this, or we always get this, or we never have that, we're creating our own blocks. And again, you know, the way to not do this is to have a mindfulness practice every day. So we're aware of where our speech is going, where our thoughts are going. How are we thinking about ourselves? How are we thinking about other people? What are we saying about ourselves? What are we saying about other people? This is why we have a practice. This is why we keep our channel clear. This is why we do the work, just so that we can live really happy, empowered lives, really. Not because it makes us any more special than the next person that we have a, a practice, just because it helps us lead a balanced life. So again, it's about whatever gives you that sense of balance, yoga, meditation, chanting, dancing, prayer, drumming, being out on the land, you know, Pilates, going to the gym, whatever it is, it's really important to keep that in place. So we can create blocks in our own lives through our own words and our self-speak and our, and our thoughts about ourselves. And of course, there can be a combination of the two. So negative self-speak combined with perhaps having people in your life who just don't think very nice things about you. Um, all of that can start to create a density in our life that means we feel stuck and we feel as if life isn't quite going in the direction that we would wish it to go into, that we would hope it would go into or that we would like it to go into. And when we reach that point then, um, 
I think it's a really empowering and positive thing to do to go and see a practitioner and ask them to assist you. And there can be many ways these blocks can be removed. They can be removed through shamanic healing. They can be removed very gently, but over quite a period of time through Reiki or energy healing. But other things like massage, I'm sure, can help. Acupuncture could help. So all these things are quite positives that can assist in removing these blocks. But one of the ways that has recently been given to me is a way of removing these blocks through uh, intention and ritual. So how the work has manifested for me is that... Um, the process would work like this if you felt that this was you. If any of what I'm saying is resonating, you think, yep, this is me. I've said a series of negative things to myself over the last few years and I could do with clearing that. Or do you know what? I had a falling out with a friend six years ago and ever since then st things have been a bit weird in this area of my life. Or I once remember that I had an argument with this person and it feels like things have been funny since then. Or, you know, if any of this resonates, I think you will feel it deep within you and 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 therefore this work may well be for you. Therefore, the thing to do is to please have a look at the website, of course, because you need to, you know, you need to feel into my energies and if it feels appropriate to work with me or not. And the website address is www.sacredspacehealing.org, sacredspacehealing.org, that's all one word. And just go on to the, the clearing blocks um, section, which is on the healings page. Um, so the first thing would be to approach me to approach a practitioner and to and to just give a little just give me a little bit of information about where you're at so you know what's been going on and why you feel that there might be some blocks in your life please don't send me a whole list of your your life story and and every single block that you want to work on because you just won't be able to clear that all in one go we have to do this systematically and slowly so go with the one that feels most pressing at that time the one that's really calling for your attention and just send me details on one possibly two but you know keep it to one specific area that you want to look at um and then there's a payment button um to to pay for the service and so once that goes through then i'm completely dedicated to doing this work for you because you've reserved my time basically so i can do this work for you and that involves me doing a shamanic journey and seeking guidance from my spirit teachers and asking firstly is there are there blocks in your life at the moment around this specific area that you're seeking, seeking, assist, seeking assistance, assistance on? Now, if the answer is no, there are no blocks, or the answer is no, I'm not the right person to assist you, I'll stop the journey there, and I will report all that back to you, and you'll be given a full refund. Um, because if I'm not the right healer for you, and my spirit teachers tell me that, I will instantly relay that back to you and and similarly if there aren't any blocks really that this work can assist you with then I'll share that with you as well and you'll get a full refund and I won't I don't charge for the time that I I I do for the you know the first part of the journey um I only charge for the time that's then spent creating the work for you however if the answer is yes that yes there are blocks and yes I'm the right healer for you then the, my question is usually to ask what set what kind of rituals and intentions can you do to start to clear this now often the um the work is given as a very simple ritual so um you'll be doing something you know you might be asked to get a specific candle or some specific um essential oils or incense or or so, oh, anything I, I mean i can't really say it because it will be specific for you but there will be there will be things that have meaning to you and to the work the area of your life that you want to work on and you'll be given intentions now you can call it intentions or you can call it prayers sometimes when we use the word prayer people have a negative connotation they think it's 
you know, it's organized religion and you're being asked to believe in something that you don't, but that's really not what's happening here. Shamanism is our oldest form of connecting to something greater than us. And the spirit teachers that I work with are very wise, so they all know what your belief system is. So you will be given a prayer or prayers or a set of intentions for you to say that are specific to your belief system. So if you believe in angels or archangels, that's what you'll be given to call on to assist you at this time. If you believe in spirit guides, you believe in nature spirits, that's what you'll be asked to call on at, the, at this time. If you don't believe in any of that, but you you know, you know believe in the power of the sun or you believe in the power of love, you'll be asked to, to call on the power of love or, or, the, or the sun or joy to assist you. So it's open to everyone and any belief system because the work is here to assist you in the best way that you need at this time. And then you'll be given a specific prayer or prayers or, uh, you know, intentions or affirmations, which you will then say, um, you, you will repeat for a period of days. So it could be anything from three days to, you know, 40 days or even longer, who knows. And what's happening during that time is through your power, through your innate power, you are asking for assistance to clear the residue of these thought forms from your life. And normally what would happen is this could be done in a shamanic healing. I mean, you wouldn't, it may not happen in one shamanic healing. You might need to go back and then, you know, have another and another and another. But some work could be done in a shamanic healing. And then what tends to happen is that once that's, the work has been done, once the block has been cleared, all the integration work is for you to do by yourself. And that can often mean that, that there could be huge changes in your life because fresh energy can come in, but old energy needs to go out. And sometimes that can be quite, um, that can be quite big for people. And what I found with this way of working is that the way of clearing the block is a lot gentler. And because it's over a period of time, you actually have control in a sense, because you're able to witness the changes start to happen in your life at a much slower pace. So rather than what tends to happen in a lot of shamanic work, not all, but a lot, a lot in my experience anyway, is that we go for shamanic healing and we come back and our life just suddenly starts changing. And we can sometimes forget that it's because we've done all this intense energetic work with the shamanic healing. Whereas working with I found working with intentions or affirmations or prayers, the process is a, little, is a little bit slower. Yes, it takes longer. Yes, maybe it's going to take 21 days or 40 days or whatever to see that change, to feel that change, but it's going to be a gradual change over a period of time. And sometimes that can be a lot more palatable, especially if we're clearing quite deep-seated things. It can also feel really empowering for you to you know, do your ritual and have your affirmation or your intentions or your prayers on a daily basis because then you are actively saying, this is the kind of life that I want from now on in. And that's a really powerful place to put oneself in rather than going to see a healer and they just magically do the work for us and then we don't know what to do with ourselves. Personally, I think there's merit to both ways of working and I'm really open to both ways of working. But this is what's been given to me by my spirit teachers and so um, I'm, I'm sharing my passion and their passion for the work I suppose so that's how the work would work um, and you would then be given a specific set of rituals affirmations prayers or intentions that you would then say for a number of days to clear this block from your life and then afterwards you know just give yourself time for things to settle at least give yourself a couple of months and see how things settle for you um, and what starts to shift and change in your life uh, the process how I work with this is it will all happen over email because there's really no need for us to to meet in person 
Um, I get all the information that I need in the shamanic journey. And it also saves on costs for me in terms of, you know, hiring treatment rooms and so on. And that means it saves on costs for, for the work, um, which is the most paramount thing here. I feel because this work is really important. So we would communicate via email, of course. That if you know, if there was a need to communicate, um, in on Skype or on the telephone, then of course we would do that. And if I was told in the journey it was important for us to meet and have a face-to-face, you know, consultation, then I would honour that. So um, it's always what's working for your highest good. Uh, but we would communicate via email. You would be given your rituals, your prayers, your intentions to say to go away and do. And then you would go away and do them for that period of time. Now, of course, you know, if anything comes up and you want to drop me a line, you're free to do that. But it's important that you take ownership of the work and, and go off and honour that work and then um, and then see how life starts to unfold for you. That in a really kind of tiny nutshell is the work. I feel really strongly about this work. I think it's really important that we keep ourselves clean from the projections of others and from our own negative perceptions of ourselves. And, of course, ultimately the goal is to to be in such a place of power and such a place of love that nothing can touch us. But sometimes we need a bit of a kickstart to get there. Sometimes we need to get back to a clean slate. And so I I just feel that this work is so beautiful in, in providing that because we're given that clean slate to just live the life that we're meant to live, not the life that someone else wants us to live because they're unhappy with their own lives. And that's really the truth of it. You know, people only think negative thoughts about others because they're unhappy with where they're at in their own lives. And there's no reason why any of us have to be at the mercy of that. And there's no reason why any of us need to be at the mercy of that for ourselves, you know, thinking less than loving thoughts about ourselves. And I think if we were all in a place of being able to love ourselves unconditionally, we would only ever wish the best for another. It's hard, it's challenging at times, of course it is. Um, but that's 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 the work. That's what we're here to do: is to love each other unconditionally and to do the best that we can in that situation. But of course, it's hard to not sometimes look at another and, and want what they have or or have some form of envy. Um, so, if any of this resonates with you, if you feel any of this makes some sense, then please go on the website, have a look at the website. Um, check out the other podcasts, you know, check out some of my writing, see if you feel I'm the right person for you. Um, and then uh, go on the appropriate page, um, send me an email with what you're looking to address. Please make payment. And within a week, I'll be in touch with you. Um, and then we'll just take it from there. And if the work isn't right for you, you'll get a full refund. If the work is right for you, then you can get started within about a week. And we can look at shifting some of these blocks. So, um Wherever you are in your life, whatever life is bringing you at the moment, I hope that there is enough joy and love to keep you inspired and feeling buoyant and and blessed and powerful at this time. And so until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.